New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Michael Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Dr. Larry Dossey. Larry Dossey is the author of The Power of Premonitions, How Knowing the Future Can Shape Our Lives. He's a leader in bringing scientific understanding of spirituality and rigorous proof to alternative medicine. He's also the author of the New York Times best-selling book, Healing Words. Larry, welcome to New Dimensions Cafe. It's great to be in the cafe. Thanks, Michael. Larry is someone who definitely travels the world and familiar with other cultures and has been doing the work you've been doing over the years. I'm wondering from your perspective at this moment in time, how you see the world as it's continuing to unfold and change. Well, I uh, have a very positive uh, outlook on where we will get if we have enough time. I will never forget uh, when I had the opportunity to talk to the great physicist David Bohm before he died once uh, in a small group, whether or not we're going to make it as a species. And uh, he thought long and hard and furred his brow, and finally he said, yes, Larry, I think we will, barely. (laughs) And he went on to say that, uh, you know, we're going in the right direction in many ways, but time is not on our side, and there's a definite sense of urgency about this. Uh, That captures my ideas about it. There was a quote you used in the book from David, each person enfolds something of the spirit of the other in his consciousness. Well, uh, he was uh, actually coming out in favor of what our ancestors called a universal mind, he was uh, unambiguous about this. He thought at some dimension of the psyche there is one mind. Actually, in this uh, book uh, that you were kind enough to mention, The Power of Premonitions, I collect a bunch of uh, quotations from Nobel Prize-winning physicists and mathematicians and biologists that talk about the unitary aspect of consciousness. This is a common thread that runs through the final view of life of so many of these people when they get beyond worrying about their reputations and tenure and getting their grants funded and all that, they've already won the prize, their reputation is no longer uncertain, and so they really come forth talking about what they think consciousness uh, represents. And this unitary view of consciousness is something that runs through so many of these people. Schrodinger, Einstein, Bohm, and oh gosh, many, many, many others. It's also it's interesting, too, that in the, you know, the unfolding of astrophysics, we're learning that the universe is continuing to unfold, that really they're, they're literally seeing eternity, that there's no end, there's no there there, and, and so that's quite fascinating. No, it is. You know, and uh, I get amused at some of the skeptics who say that uh, some of our views about consciousness contradicts uh, physics when, in fact, 90 to 95 percent of the known matter in the universe is unknown, dark energy and dark matter. So it's almost comical that somebody would just sort of say, what can't happen when, in fact, we're basically literally in the dark about so much of what's out there. What about the dark side of premonitions? I'm thinking of someone like Hitler. He was big into the whole idea of, you know, predicting, and and he went after a number of books that dealt with his... Yes. Actually, I talk about uh, the fact in the book that premonitions are not just something that's uh, really, you know, nice and warm and fuzzy and happens to the good guys. 
people like Hitler have them also. In, in World War I, he had a premonition that saved his life. Many people would say that that's too bad because if he had died, the 20th century might have turned out much different. But he had a premonition when he was in the trenches in the killing fields in World War I that he should move away from this group of soldiers down the trench. And he listened to the voice and he moved just right before a bomb came down and killed everybody he was standing with. So premonitions do occur to people who are nefarious and I would even say evil. I think there is a really dark side, and I think it deserves to be talked about. People get into particular trouble when they bank too much on somebody else's premonitions, and it leads them astray. I talk in the book about a dramatic case of this. Marshall Applewhite, the guy who founded the Heaven's Gate movement back in the late 90s, and Applewhite convinced dozens of people that the earth was going to come to an end, and that your ticket for survival was to join a spaceship that was behind Hale-Bopp Comet at the time. These people actually bought into this. Unfortunately, the ticket onto the spaceship was suicide. So we had the largest mass suicide in uh, continental U.S. history when 39 people committed suicide on account of his premonition. This is uh, tragic. Uh, I don't know how anybody could have fallen for that, Michael, because this guy, with all due respect, was crazy as a loon. He had been in and out of mental institutions. He had even had himself castrated because he was so uncertain about his sexual identity. This is a dramatic example of the need not to base your life's path on somebody else's screwy premonition. And people do this all the time. You know, mentioning Hitler, it brings up the Second World War, and I'm thinking of Winston Churchill, also uh, FDR, both of whom were into... Premonitions, visions, uh, FDR was, and certainly Churchill was. Oh, absolutely. And and Churchill, you know, wrote about it because he was a prolific writer. So many of his experiences, like in South Africa and and then before the war, all the experiences that he had. Premonitions saved Churchill's life. And because it saved Churchill's life, it may have had a lot to do with a positive outcome for Britain and the West in general in World War II. He was in his staff car one day. They were driving through London. He heard a voice telling him to move over to the other side of the back seat. It was not his accustomed place to sit. He did, and then a bomb went off, and observers say it would have killed him if he hadn't made the move. So he was definitely one of these, what I call in the book, a premonition prodigy. And he also, I mean, he basically saw... Hitler coming way before anybody else did. Absolutely he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the book, I stand up for people listening to their own muses and their own premonitions. And it's an important message for some people. I don't know about you. I have friends uh, back in Santa Fe, some of whom will not even make major decisions on their own without first checking out somebody else's premonitions about their life, going to psychics and so on. I think that that's a pretty good thing to do on certain occasions, but I think it can be overdone. I'm sure it can be overdone, particularly, I think, in the population of Santa Fe. Basically, it's (laughs) become a very elite community in some ways. Oh, exactly. It has. Yeah. Actually, I was on a talk show once, and a, a skeptic called in and said, where do you live? And I said, Santa Fe. And he said, oh, well, that explains everything. (laughs) Santa Fe is a very special place, actually. New Mexico is very special. It is. It's a very powerful place. Energetic place. And clearly also, I mean, clearly it's a land of, they call it the land of enchantment. Mm-hmm. Interesting word, the land no, of enchantment. Right. Exactly. Because it is an enchanting place. But it's also 
a place that reeks of of premonitions. No, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly right. There's something about it that uh, is magical for my wife and me. You know, we have three cultures there, the Native American, the Hispanic, and us Anglos, uh, as we're called. Somehow that's alchemical and how it all gets mixed up and uh, manifested. I'm not sure how it works, but it is a place of pure power for us, and yes. we, we thrive there. Yes. And people uh, are all over the place having visions and premonitions about what's coming down the pike. A good friend of mine, Stephen Schwartz, who was one of the founders of the field of remote viewing for decades has asked groups of people in his uh, conferences and seminars how they see the future. Most people talk of titanic changes coming, and they almost all also say that uh, we will have a narrow escape, but that we will scrape by. These people, when you put them to test in some of Stephen's experiments, are uncannily accurate in their premonitions when you can measure them in the experiments. So I put a lot of faith in the visions of these people who come and take Stephen's remote viewing courses. So that just simply fortifies David Bohm's comment to me that we will make it barely. Just mentioning the word Titanic reminds me of the Titanic and the great many <laughs> stories about people not taking the Titanic exactly. because of premonitions, whatever. Some of them were very vivid premonitions. Some people saw the thing flipped upside down sinking, for example. It's Pretty right on vision. Yes. It was 37% vacant. Do you know that on this maiden voyage? Wow. Yeah. A lot of people found reasons not to go. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, Larry, if we were to fast forward to the year 2020, and if you had all your druthers, no obstacles, what would you like to see the world be like in 2020? Let's practice a little. What would you call it? Uh, Well, we could call it prophecy. Uh, Prophecy, okay. (laughs) We put on my prophet. I'm a lousy prophet, but uh, actually... What I would love to see is that uh, the world would be greener, that we would come to our senses, that we would uh, have found alternate energy sources, and also something extraordinarily important that our politicians have not yet found the spine to talk about or even bring up in polite political conversation is the population problem. Because if we don't reduce population, everything else we do is going to be compromised in a huge way. Larry, I want to thank you for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. It's been great talking with you. You too, Michael. Thanks. I've been speaking with Dr. Larry Dossie. He's the author of The Power of Premonitions, How Knowing the Future Can Shape Our Lives. The website for more information is dossiedossie.com. That's D-O-S-S-E-Y, D-O-S-S-E-Y.com. You can also get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Michael Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. And I'd like you to come back again. And for now, I'm wishing you well. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, 
and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.